So here we go then, through now to the final of the quarterfinals of the SBL2 Women's Dual Blank Starlums. It's Sadrine Hamel versus Natalia Soiber-Halos of Poland. Welcome to Flame Bears, the women athletes blazing the trail to Beijing. I'm your host, Jamie. In this episode, we speak with Paris snowboarder and doctor of radiology, Natalia Suiba-Jarose, about her journey dominating two very different worlds. We also hear from her coach, Margaret Kelm, on how these different worlds may actually be more alike than we may think. It takes a very driven, intelligent, and precise person to handle both. And spoiler, Natalia is all of that and more. So I'm Natalia Shibayaros, like most of the snowboarders and my friends call me Simba. I'm a para-snowboarder, currently on national team of Poland and also two years ago graduated as a doctor from medical university. Natalia, where does the name Simba come from? Are, are you a huge Lion King fan? I think it was like... In my middle school, it was some misspelled uh, my last name and it just catches immediately. And since then, like, I'm just Simba for most of like close friends. And I like that. I think that Natalia is not using her name because it sounds girly, right? This is Malgerzada Kelm, Simba's coach. She goes by Goha. I sat down with Simba and Goha together. Nicknames aside, Simba, how did you get into para snowboarding? As a kid, I always wanted to try snowboarding. Like I never even thought about doing skiing. And then when I got into the university, some of my friends asked me to go with them to the mountains. And I tried at first uh, snowboarding on my own. And that was a disaster experience because I crashed like every half of the meter. <laughs> <laughs> I got bruises like everywhere. I mean everywhere, but I never thought to quit that. But I also didn't see myself like real snowboarding at the time. And then I saw like advertisement of the adaptive snow camp, which was organized by Goha and and it was adaptive camp made for people with disabilities who are willing to start snowboarding. And that then, like my para-snowboarder career, as I may say, started. The sport of para-snowboarding is still relatively new. Here's a quick 101. Parasnowboard is a snow sport where athletes with physical impairments ride snowboards in a race against the clock. Parasnowboard is the newest Paralympic event, appearing for the first time as part of the 2014 Games in Sochi. Simba, can you tell us about your impairment and what it's been like for you? Of course, I've lived with that for 27 years, so... 
It's like uh, congenital disease. It comes with uh, deformation to my lower limb, my right limb. It's uh, a little bit like a prosthetic one because it's it's so stiff and without almost like muscles of the calf. Mm-hmm. And uh, my feet doesn't move at all. And it also affected my hip and my spine as well. So, yeah, but I also was a bit of luck because for most of the people that get that, it goes for every limb of the body. You mentioned it's degenerative, so it's still getting worse. It will damage my joints pretty much faster than normal people. Is that partially what inspired you to become a doctor? I I was about 12 or 13 and I was, I always like, I'm like doing the plan. So either choosing the programming mm. and all the computer things mm. or being a, do- a doctor because I was never interested in doing some mundane stuff. I, I, I was quick learner always. I never got struggles at school. I can manage in all the like university paths that I choose. But with being a doctor, it's so much more than just a normal job. It fulfills you. It gives a secret meaning. And I also like, I was feeling like I have a debt to pay hmm. for all that all the people have done to me. But uh, I don't see you as uh, body disabled. Although, of course, I have to, and we have to change uh, some stuff. But that's not the first thing I'm seeing. According to Goha, she wasn't expecting to train someone like Simba. Didn't expect some doctor to come to, to our team. I, I know she has a lot of struggles, but... She thinks fast. She's doing all these things that you expect from the doctor. They're freaking sending you all the papers from doctors (laughs) from all over the world right now. Like, I have to cut it at some point. That's enough. Right now, we want to just race. Leave her alone. I must say one thing. She gave me back some kind of belief. It's certainly not every day we come across a professional snowboarder who also has their doctorate. Here's how that went down. I'm currently doing my radiology residency, which means I'm performing ultrasounds, I'm seeing x-rays, MRIs, and CT imaging. But I'm gonna do it for five years from now until I can say I'm specialized in so a couple of years to still learn a lot. But I also really like it. I never choose the, the easy roads, but I am giving also like the freedom of what to do after I specialize. Hmm. So I can, for example, work from mountains in Italy. Simba, how are you able to be a doctor and a world-class snowboarder? How do you do that? I've got people around me, like they are really understanding. 
Uh, I work at the public hospital doing my specialization. Mm -hmm. And um, when I say to them, like a really short notice, we are going for the camp, they said, go for it. Like, ah. it's not a problem. Like, we can handle th things there. Just go. We are keeping fingers crossed. Couldn't ask for more support mm -hmm. from them. It's really important for me. Goha, tell us about the first time you trained together. What was that like? So we've met at this uh, Poland Business Run uh, camp that is really amazing thing. And I, I'm really into doing that because it is beside government thing that we're doing just for para snowboarding people in Poland. And I know the group is really small and I know how hard the uh, whole thing is to do. Uh, but that's how we met. Uh, me and Wojtek, the only Paralympian from Poland, had this like strength and power. We are eager to do it. There must be some other people with no legs, with no hands, with something like I want to snowboard and it's enough for us. It was enough for us to make this uh, camp. And then we met with Natalia. And from the first time I knew she is special. And she is. But when it comes to para snowboarding, Simba is incredibly humble. I wanted to know where that comes from. There is so much room for the progress, so I can see that. And uh, I think that's humble, but at the same time, I know where I want to be. So uh, it's not like it's just of the humbles. It's just uh, also for the ambition, like to be there where I can say uh, I'm good enough. But <laughs> as for me, I always want to push it to the limit to a little bit more. How can I? change how yeah. can i be better all of the time yeah what else can i do i think it's good this is the attitude i want to hear and uh, i think i'm very happy and uh, i'm amazed i think what we are dreaming of uh, will happen it, it's just the power and the strength of the wishing we're making and then of course you need to do some job but she's doing the job simba who are the most influential people in your life and why i consider myself like to be really lucky like for the people that are surrounding me but the most influential one of my doctors who i met in the second year of my university because they changed completely the view of my disability. Till that time, I was like, not really a sports girl, not used to physical activities. And then when I went under their wings, I was told to do the heart rehab. And it also improved my condition. And I started doing some other things. And because of that, I started snowboarding. I also have to mention here, like my husband, Maciek. He's always supporting me during my journey. It must be really hard for him to like um, 
stay at home at times and uh, coming only for the night to sleep because I work so hard. He sounded so wonderful that I needed to sit down and get his take on Natalia. Hello, I'm Maciej Gerasz, I'm ski instructor and a physical education teacher. And I also, of course, husband to Natalia. We knew each other for five years now. And we are married 2020. You know Natalia better than anyone. What makes her so special? Natalia is special in many ways. First of all, I'm always amazed how her brain works. She doesn't think two steps ahead, but 69 steps ahead. She's very adaptive and tries to find solution, not a problem. I love spending time with her, cruising around the mountains. Natalia always support me and everyone can count on her. She works really hard, she doesn't take day off. It's hard to spend holidays with her, as she always wants to do something active. But I really love her. The funny thing is that when we spoke, Natalia's husband squeezed our conversation in between ski runs. So they're clearly both meant for the mountains. Natalia, what does being a woman athlete mean to you? Woman athlete, it was like a switch button because I didn't even consider myself as an athlete. So after I started that, I really trying to be as professional as can be and do a lot of certain activities that I wouldn't. So that gave me the power, I guess, like the power to overcome some obstacles mm-hmm. and also the sense of purpose, also meeting all the great women at the competitions, knowing their stories. It's changing my perspective. For example, I know the girls from the States and other countries that are uh, women and mother, and also combining that, going on a tour for one month to the Europe, starting the competitions, and that is, for example, possible. Like, it can be done. Her coach went on to explain that part of her succeeding in Paris snowboarding comes down to weight. She's so light. Uh, I mean, uh, she weighed uh, 50 kilos and some other competitors weight like almost 80. So wow. we have a great job to do, not to feed her to death. But <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> We really need to make this muscles and movement. So there is a lot of work to do. And it's not just in the category of weight, but also in gender. According to Simba, Paris snowboarding is one of the most male-dominated sports. So how can we level the playing field? Now it's changing, but almost all of the coaches from other teams are men and there is no enough girls to even like consider them to be on the Paralympics because there are, for example, two and they are racing with each other. So, and in men's categories, there is no such problem. A traditional role for a woman to stay at home with the kids 
Mm. It's changing, but it's changing slowly. And mm. to be an athlete is still considering breaking stereotype. Apparently, it's not only difficult to be a woman, but being a disabled woman in Poland is extremely difficult. Simba, why is that? It's hard to be a woman in Poland and to be a disabled woman in Poland is <laughs> really hard sometimes. I think with all this lack of confidence that comes with it, like mm-hmm. they don't see the possibilities to mm-hmm. even start doing like sports and everything. And we don't have a program for disabled people to join the sports. And so it's a series of coincidences to be here. You don't have support at all from the government, I guess. If you are disabled, you have to be poor, sad to push yourself. It's not common thinking among disabled people, not only female, but also male. Yeah. I was really lucky to be in, uh, born into a family like mine. And I was never considered like disabled because they were treating me like any other child. And I was raised into that feeling that I can do anything. Like, I, I don't have to struggle. The first time I, I felt disabled was when I go to school and then other kids gave me thinking that I'm a little bit different from them. <laughs> Why do you think Simba is a great role model for young women athletes? First of all, I think because of her great hu- sense of humor. <laughs> you really have to have a sense of humor. And she's got it. There are so many things that I, I think she can be a role model at, but she's a freaking doctor and she still uh, <laughs> wants to snowboard and wants to snowboard during the weekends and just for fun. She wants to do it totally. And since I know her, she wants to do things totally, but she has a doctor's mind. She's got this amazing attitude. She has all these qualities that you demand from a doctor. She can make uh, fast decisions. Uh, She has to be sure of these decisions and she has to be really quick in thinking and to in, in, in making those what else can make a better doctor and athlete right her disability came with her birth but i i know that she, that she wakes up and she said thank you world for what i have now simba this is the part of the episode where we get to ask our listeners to help us out what's one action you want That's all to take after listening to your episode. One action. I would like the people after listening to this to look after each other, like take care of the person that is next to you and maybe think about how to help them. How can I make something for them to help in their current situation and to see people in other people. That will be great and awesome.
Thanks for tuning in to Flame Bears, the woman athletes blazing the trail to Beijing. For more behind-the-scenes coverage, follow us on Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter by searching for Flame Bears. If you like what you're hearing, please leave us a positive review. We'd really appreciate it. Thank you to the Harvard Kennedy School's Woman in Public Policy Program and the Harvard Innovation Lab for your ongoing support. Thank you to my amazing gal group within Stanford's Galvanizer Incubator Program. Last but certainly not least, thank you to Dino Catano and Emma Minto for your ongoing support. We'll catch you on our next episode.